This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Thanks, Tom Izzo. 10 at, oh, 10 after 10. <laughs> We're taping this at 10 after 10. Hello. Uh, this is not the this is not the warm-up show. This is the podcast. So, Al, you've got stories. You look handsome today. What's up? Hold on, Jerry. Why can't I? Apparently can't hear me. Why can't I hear Jerry? I don't know. Testing Check one, on two. two. Testing, yeah. testing. Is my mic on, Eddie? There it is. Yeah, there you go. Well, how it happened? That was on the board? That was no, just all, right. all been recording? So we're going to rewind. Oh. All right, here we go. Digital. Take two, three, two, one. Hey, here we do a oh podcast on a Tuesday. It's frigid outside. What's up, Al Dukes? Jerry, today's photo day. As soon as we're done with our podcast, you and I are going to get some photos uh, because they're they're going to be warm-up photos. I guess they're going to be used, I'm not sure when, when we sign autographs, Jerry. We'll <laughs> have uh, things to give out. Ooh, I do need you to sign Ooh. some calendar autographs for me, oh, please, oh, today. All right, you got it, Don't Jerry. Mind. I'll sign my urinal pictures in the uh, calendar. Yeah, that's for your buddy Connor, by the way. Uh, okay. A couple things. Uh, Bobby Valentine was in on Boomer and Geo today, and uh, I was very interested in uh, his time in Japan. Yeah, I heard you guys. I heard you guys talking out there. I was asking him off the air because uh, I don't do the interviews on the air, but off the air, he was very pleasant to me, and I was asking him about Japan. Did I? Uh, you know, he lived lived there ten years, mm-hmm. and uh, he says uh, that the longest he was in, he would go to Japan for ten months, then come back. I guess. For tax purposes, something weird with that, too. Um, But uh, he said uh, the food in Japan is terrific because I asked him how you know what to order on the menu. And he said, well, there's pictures on the menu in Japan. I said, but still. How do you know if it's a steak or a cat? (laughs) Right. Or like fish or an octopus. Like who knows what it is. Right. But he said that Japan has like the best food in the the world, Jerry. Then I made this faux pas. Look at the way I reacted or how I followed up what he said to me. Uh, he said, uh, I married a Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. And I followed up with, oh, did you meet her in Japan? That's what I said. Why is that a faux pas? Uh, of course he met her in Japan. Why? Why couldn't he have met her here? That would have been sh- strange. I mean, New York strange is very diverse. I actually don't think that's much of a faux pas. Okay. I felt uh, as as it left my mouth, I thought, huh, he... Just got done telling me how much he loved Japan and said he met he because I could make the case he met her here and moved there with her and, oh. and then took a job over there. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Then I asked him. I said, "Did you stand out and as an American in Japan?" He said, "Oh yeah, well, Americans stand out." Then he told me this, Jerry. He dyed his hair black. He said because most people in Japan have black hair, mm, and he tried to fit in a little more with the dyed black. And plus, hair. he was probably in his forties, right? I would think back then. So for a younger man, probably didn't look weird. So good friend, like if he did it now, look weird. That guy did ten years in Japan. Think about yeah. that. 
Sure. A completely different culture, a completely different land. And was probably paid handsomely. And was paid handsomely. Did anybody ask him if he was interested in the Met job now? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Did you? I didn't ask him that. I was more interested in Japan. Got it. And what that was like. And he said he had an interpreter with him all the time. I think you'd have to. I guess the team uh, provided him with an interpreter. Yeah. Makes sense. Do you think you have to make small talk with the interpreter all day long? If you're if it's just you and the interpreter going from place to place? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. Maybe. I mean, you you're going to have nothing? a lot. Think of it this way. And this is probably, I guess, built-in small talk. You're going to have a thousand questions. Right. Like you're moving to a different country with a different language and a different culture. Right. How could there ever be idle time the first few weeks you're right. or months? And then after that, you know each other. It's like, who cares? And then Eddie says he thinks that Bobby Valentine speaks Japanese. I think he does. How do you learn Japanese? You study it, and then you are around it. Do you think you could learn a foreign language now? I think if you... put your mind to it? I do. Now, do I think you could be fluid? Yeah, fluent. No, but could you understand and converse with people? Yes, I think you could. I do. Which would you choose? Which? Language. Russian. I don't know. I've never thought about <laughs> That'd it. That'd be so great. Actually, Jerry's fluent in Russian. Let's, <laughs> let's bring him in. Yes. No, I I, don't I think know. you got to go Spanish. That's like the second language, certainly in America. Yeah, I, you, that's fine. Italian, some people will Italian. say it's very close to Spanish. Um, I don't know. What other languages are there? I have no idea. And there's a million of them with all different dialects. You're right. I don't know. No clue. I'd like to speak. I'd go Spanish. Mm, I had a guess. Yeah, I, I would say Italian or Spanish. I think Spanish. Like French doesn't interest me. No. Ooh, wee, wee. Shut up. Right. No. All that goes like this. Ooh, wee, wee. <laughs> right, Jerry? I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that either. Oh, Canadian. <laughs> that seems like an easy one to learn. I will never <laughs> learn French because I still hold that grudge, Jerry, as you know, from the. The fries. Uh, no, from the days uh, when we were having a problem with Libya. The oh, Muammar, right, with the airspace. Yep, yep the Muammar Gaddafi days. And we wanted to go bomb Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. This was like 86, 1986, and uh, the French wouldn't let us use their airspace to yep. fly over. Do the Swiss have their own uh, language? The Swiss? If you live in Switzerland. What do you speak? I think you speak English. Do you? I don't know. I'm yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anybody. How about in Poland? You speak Polish. Polish, yeah. Polish oh. is a language. Okay. Not useful here, though, probably. Not a lot of a German Polish would be people. interesting. That seems like uh, not a... seems like a very... It's not a sexy language. No, but it's a very, like, I don't know. French is the sexy language. Yes. If you want a language that's uh, going to be most useful here, you learn Spanish. Of course, I'm still trying to learn how to speak English, to be honest. English would also be great. <laughs> oh, how about this? This actually is what I would actually love to learn. Sign language. Yeah. I bet I could learn that. We had a girl in high school. Chris, I forget her last name. Christine, though, was her name. And she... And, and her friend Jen, they started, for whatever reason, like sophomore year, they started learning sign language. And the day I left that high school, and I've never seen them since, but they supposedly had gotten to the point where they could translate. Like they were really good at it. I was very, I admired that. There were certain bars in the Tampa area, and I'm sure they're all over, where they would have sign language night. Mm -hmm. Where you would, when when you were in there, you would see a lot of people doing sign language. I always thought I would like to date someone who did sign language. Okay. You still have time. You never got married. I did never get married. Maybe Gina can learn sign language. <laughs> yes. My guess is that's kind of past her. At yeah. This point. 
I never wondered, I will always wondered with sign language whether people were signing a phrase or a word or are they spelling it out with their fingers? I think it I think it, all of those can I occur. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Like I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. You'll see them sometimes like uh especially with politics when they're doing when the state like the governor yeah. somebody's talking giving a covid update and they have somebody doing sign mm-hmm. language. Then also in at PNC Art Center a lot of the musical acts I guess PNC Art Center supplies a sign language interpreter. They had that in Philadelphia and Camden for Maroon 5. Is that right? There was a, yes. Yeah, I, I've seen it at uh, PNC Art Center. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And when like a, someone, a singer says something loudly and holds a note, there's like a, a sign in particular for that so you know how long the person's holding wow. the note. How about that? How about that, Jerry? Jerry, remember uh, Thursday, I believe, we were taking questions from the audience? Yes, and then Craig came in. And then Craig uh, came in. Yeah. I got to tell you, the the audience is split on Craig. They either, <laughs> they, That's a good thing, though. Yes. No, you always want the audience split on Yeah. You. People were super happy he came and said, can you please have him come in more often? Other people were, get him off of the podcast. <laughs> so. I mean, you do get five hours of him every day. Right. So I, I didn't finish that day these right. questions, so I, I saved them. There are a couple here oh, that cool. I wanted to get to. Uh, this comes from Bobby Trousers. Bobby I've seen Trousers. him. On, I've actually seen him on Twitter. So it says to name one person at WFAN, a known personality that you think you are a faster than, and b stronger than. So who at WFAN, Jerry? Do you I'm think faster you're, than Moose? Like you could, you no doubtedly could beat Moose in a race. Yeah. Oh, okay. God, yeah. And only because we did the arm wrestling thing, I think I'm stronger than and you and Lepresti. Right. I think I'm stronger than Evan. Okay. I think. Okay. And I think I'm faster than Dove Kramer. I hope so. Yeah. My God, I, think I hope so. I could so. outrun him. My Lord. I No, I'm not being funny. I, like, I wish Dove would exercise more and be in better shape for the sake of his family. But I don't know that Dove has run in 30 years. Well, actually, let's go through the lineup real quickly. This is just, are you faster than? Okay. Can you beat Boomer in a race? And I'm saying this is a 50-yard dash. I say yes because Boomer's got bad feet. True. Geo. Yeah. Okay. Eddie Scazzeri. Yes. So far, I'm with you on all these. Right. Uh, Moose, you said. Yes. Maggie. I don't know. Probably not. You think Maggie's Maggie very could light. Have... I could see her flying. She's light. Yeah. And she has long legs, yeah. which is also good so for So I would running. say no. Okay. Uh, then we go Carton. He's sneaky. I'm going to say no. I've seen really? him on the softball field. You think you could out? But he remember, kind of flies down the line. But remember, doesn't Boomer make fun of the way he runs with I know, his hands? but he moves. I'm so, going to say no. Uh, Evan, can you beat Evan? I'm going to say yes. I've seen Evan run. Could you beat Steve Summers in a race? Yes. Can you beat... Keith McPherson. I don't. I would say no. He looks like he's in shape. He's young and athletic. And he's right. And he's also 15 years younger than me. Salicata. Yes. Okay. Close, though. Susan Waldman. Yes. John Sterling. I'd say so. I think I'm doing all right here. Yeah. So not bad. So you think that uh, Craig could give you a run for your money? Yeah, for sure. Keith McPherson. Yes. And Maggie. And Maggie. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this then. Are you stronger than Boomer? 
No. Gio. Why would you even ask that? I'm just I'm trying to get through. I don't I want I want to treat everyone equally. If Gio worked out a little bit, probably not because he's a bigger <laughs> guy, but he doesn't do anything. When I so ask you this of that, question, yes. I'm going to ask you in in terms of do you think you could on a Nautilus machine or a bench bench more than them yeah, or okay. with dumb, yeah, dumbbells, sure. however you want to do it. That's how you're going to gauge. Yeah, so right. Boomer could put up more 100%. weight. 100%. Geo. I'm going to say no. Right. I'm going to say I'm better. What about Moose? He probably doesn't work out. Moose is a big guy, but, but if, you haven't, guy. if you haven't picked up a weight, it's heavy. It is. The Not that I pick heavy. up a weight, but I do I do, do push-ups often. Right. I mean, I do work out. So I'll say yes, but I think I think it'd be tough. What about Maggie? Yes. Okay. Carton. I don't know. He was in jail. Right. I'm but, gonna say no. But you know what was weird? I expected him to come out ripped. Right. Like the situation when the situation got he out. Didn't. He didn't. He no. didn't spend a lot of time in the gym. He walked a lot, Craig. Mm. He did okay. a lot of walking. Boy, a lot of walk, a lot of thinking. A lot of thinking. Oof. But didn't do a lot in the actual gym. Uh Evan Roberts, can you bench more? Yeah, than I would him? say so. Uh Steve Summers again, probably. Yes. Uh, Keith McPherson. We don't know. I don't if he, know. I we, don't. I don't know Keith yet. I only met right. him for three minutes. We don't know if he's a bench presser Correct. or a weight guy. That's right. Because he had a lot of uh, like Yankee gear on yeah. today. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salicata. Does Sal work out? Sal works out a lot. I'm gonna say no. Oh, he does work out. A I'm lot. gonna say Sal. He's got, got a personal trainer. One. Yes, he does. Mm. Yeah, and he does bench, and he does like he does real circuits. Yeah. So I would say no. Now yeah, he's no, not he's really out. into it right now. Because I know he's been he's been in an adjustment period with these hours the last six months. Oh, is that right? But when six he gets, months seems to be like a long time to adjust, Jerry. It might be, and yeah, but I'm I, he hasn't found like when he gets going with his trainer, it's every day. He's been very back and forth, up and down with it. Okay, but when he's going, I would say no. He's definitely stronger. Here's another question, Jerry, from Eric Solano: What occupation other than your own would you like to try? Well. I mean, we've discussed this. I don't know that I want another occupation. I want to run a business. Run a business. So, yeah. business owner, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've Pizza, always said that. Uh, business owner. I'd like to. I would love that. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I think I would, much as I would like to run a coffee business, I'd also like to be a barista. The guy, okay. but, but at a fancy place. I don't know. Well, why don't you Starbucks. own that place? You don't want the responsibility, though, do you? No. You know what I'm afraid, Jerry? That I've saved my money all these years for retirement, and then I sink it into a business, and it sucks. I understand. Yeah, I get it. It's it's risky. What I need to find is somebody who put the money into a coffee business. You need an investor. Yeah, but then if, if things go wrong, the investor, I owe the investor, No, right? you don't. Oh, I don't. That's the point of investing. Oh, okay. You're taking, someone's taking a shot in you. You, you lay out the plan. Show them why it's going to work, what their possible return is, and they understand what the the, you know, risk the ramifications is. and the risk. But if I just would work with somebody who already had an established place, mm-hmm. and I went to them, and I'm like, listen, I'm a responsible adult. I'm an older fella. Um, I want to take the early morning shift. Uh, oh, I'm opening up the place. I'm getting everything ready. Sure. And some young punks will come into work. I'll make sure they're not doing anything terrible. I'll keep an eye on your business. What's that worth to you? All good. And they're going to say $12 an hour. <laughs> Take it or leave it because i got 19 other people I can hire. Um, and they can still fire you at the end of the day. Right. What you, what you really should do is find an older fella okay. that has built up a business and a really good clientele that is on his way to South Carolina or Florida or yeah. Arizona for retirement. It's still a risk. 
But now you can get an investor and show him this isn't just a game plan that you're hoping for, a business plan you made up in your condo. These are legit numbers. This is what the revenues are. I'm taking over. I'm going to work for. I'm going to work for him. He's going to train me for two months, and then he's taking off, and I'm buying it with his with the investor money. And you go 60, 40, 75, whatever you number you agree on. When now that's very appealing for someone to invest in. When you say investor, you mean a loan shark? I'm talking you about boomer. Boomer. <laughs> no, not a care. loan shark. I'm serious. Like I'm talking a real about investor, uncle, whoever. So if you wanted, let's say you were going to, let's say. You were going to buy a coffee shop that's been around for 25 years, very successful. It nets the owner. He profits 100000 a year. You know, he's doing very, even 75000 a year. He's doing very well. Nice life down the Jersey Shore. And he wants $400,000 for it. Or that's too much. Say he wants one fifty two. He wants, let's say, 200000 for it. Well, now, you know, you give up 20% maybe and go sell shares to family members. And now they have a small little stock of ownership in your coffee shop that while it's risky because anything can die, we saw the pandemic, it's about as secure an investment as you'll find because the place is up, running, and successful. And I write them a check every month? Every month. Hmm. I mean, you can do it differently. I mean, there are, you can have quarterly dividends. You can have monthly profits. You can do biannual. It's whatever agreement you come up with. To me, doing it more so than now, you've got to take care of the money more. Right. To me, it's easier to do it just quarterly and quarterly. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Maybe I'll do that. All right, Jerry. It That's is picture it? day. We have to go get our pictures oh, taken. All right. I mean, I would do this longer, Jerry, but we've got photos. No today. joke. I tried on four shirts for this thing. Yeah. None of them fit me except this one. Uh oh. That's what twenty pounds does. Oh, all boy. too All too tight. All right, Jerry. Well, I'm gonna wear my uh, warm up show T-shirt. Are you really? Yeah, I have it on underneath this. Oh, cool. I didn't do that. All right. We'll see you uh, tomorrow uh, on a Wednesday on the warm-up show at 5 a.m. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be part of the show. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's almost a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock. It's Tuesday. What do you say? Hello, V. Eddie Scazzeri. No, Jimmy Johnson. Who do you think we're talking? And then, of course, Al Jimmy Dukes. What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I think if you were anyone was listening to Sal at the end, uh, that last caller, Frank, that was Sour Shoes, 100%. I was not listening. But he called as a regular caller. Okay. And made regular sports points. It Maybe was either, he was into it. It was either Sour Shoes or his brother, because the guy sounded exactly like him. I know it was him. So you would know more than I would. I yeah. don't I don't know his voice other than when he does John and Susan. Yeah, he calls us Frank sometimes. That was Frank. All right. But I'm pretty sure that was Sour Shoes. Here's all you need to know. Sal was thrilled that anybody was on the line. That's true. <laughs> Been on since 1130. 1130? That was yesterday, Jerry. 1139 he signed on. Oh. That's a lengthy show. That's a long uh, five hours and like 20 minutes. That would be like us going to 1030 right now. Yeah. I could not even find <laughs> Alone. It is weird to 
sometimes with these shows being like four hour shows and five hour shows, which is insane in this day and age. But there are times where it's like you might do something all day long and then you turn the radio on. The same people are still on. Yeah. They're still on. Like Carton and Roberts come on at two in the afternoon. Your day is not even near over. Right. Then at 10 to 7. Hey, they're still there. They're still there. I know. Well, that's how it used to feel with Mike and Chris Ooh. back in the day. They'd come on at 1 o'clock. That's insane. And then at 6.15, they're going to break. Like, <laughs> wow. They're still there. And you're coming back tomorrow. Yeah. To do this again. Again. I know. I always think about that because back in the day, if I would work one of those midday shows as a fill-in, for, per se, and Chris would walk in at 11.30 in the morning, and then I'd go home. I guess my shift would end at 2. I'd go home thinking, wow, they're they're, they're on and then later in the day, like, it's 5.30. Yeah. They've been there all day. They're still there. Yeah, I know. Breaking it down. I know. Breaking it down. I listened to uh, the Steve Summers the goodbyes, Jerry, over the time. And uh, one thing I must say, there's we've tied Steve Summers to Jerry Seinfeld, and I'm not sure why. It's like like that's all anyone ever wants to talk to Steve. I think it's unfair to Steve. Agreed, especially when he's thirty four years doing this. He's been on thirty four years. They're yeah. always like, "Oh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Oh, Steve knows Seinfeld. Seinfeld calls it. All right. Well, I the th- guy's whole career is not that Seinfeld not called at all. in. Not even close to it. What if per se you were about to be let go and Bruce what? Springsteen called Spike? Oh. And yelled at Spike and yeah. said, you fire Al Dukes. I'm never listening to the radio That'd station awesome. again. And then Bruce not only helped you keep your job, then proceeded to come on with you oh. once a year per se. That's Because fair. Jerry Seinfeld doesn't do this. That's true. Aside from going to the SNY booth once in a while, you don't really hear from him unless you're watching Cars and Comedians and Coffee or whatever that's called. Exactly. That's exactly what it's called, Jerry. You worded it perfectly. So I agree with you. Not fair to Steve, but I do get it. Yeah. And then we made Steve awkwardly interview all these people yesterday. And he, uh, you know, tried to do interviews. And everyone kept like, nope, this is about you, Steve. <laughs> all right, then say some nice things about me. <laughs> that's right. Because they all just went like this. 34 years. Huh, that's something. <laughs> now that what? is something. Yeah, then what happened? Yeah. So that's why Steve was like awkwardly got to start asking them questions. It's mm. <laughs> pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt bad I wasn't here, but I was still on yeah. a plane. So you, Yeah, so you missed it, Jerry. There's balloons here, as you can tell. Things have happened. Yeah. I said to you off the air, you look like you're running for president. Yeah, I've got, uh, what, what colors are these, Jerry? Red, white, and Red, blue. Red, white, and blue. Jerry, that's America. That's right. Those are America Neil colors. Diamond sung about that once. Coming to America. That's right, Jerry. No, just America. Oh. It wasn't coming. It was That's We're not the name of the song, to, was it? It was just called America, right. but the chorus was coming to then America. The ba- how, how about how ballsy to name yourself America as a band? Yeah, very ballsy. That seems like a lot. And then the play slow songs about horses without names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have more songs than that. They but do. Yes, that's probably their most popular. The Tin Man. Tin Man, Ventura Highway. That's another Sister Golden Hair. Sister Golden Hair. Which one would be their most popular one? Sister Golden yeah, Hair Sister or Golden the first Hair. one you said? Was the first one you Horse said? Horse with no name? Yeah. That's pretty, they're one and the same. Yeah. But I, I would say uh, Sister Golden Hair was probably on more radio stations. Okay. Where Horse with no name is just on like the really like the the really like dentist office stations. You think? Yeah. See, I think that's a more popular for me than... Sister Golden Hair. Sister Golden Hair. Classic, Jerry. That's yeah. a classic. Jerry, I woke up this morning, and the Mets have, a, I guess, a new GM. It looks like it, yeah. A fellow named Billy Epler. You used to be with the Yankees. I do remember that. Never heard of you, Billy. Welcome no, aboard. If you were around here, you would have. I did some Googling, and by that I mean I read the first paragraph of the article about him, Jerry, and I had to dig a, a couple. Actually, I had to dig a couple paragraphs in to 
to get some more background on this fella. GM of the Angels for five seasons was fired. Uh, director of scouting for the Yankees for it looks like if I do the math, eleven years. An assistant a GM too, I believe. An assistant. They had him down as assistant GM for like one off yeah. season or something bizarre. But Brian he worked, Cashman he worked side by side with Brian Cashman. That's true. Do we like this hire, Jerry? We're going to pretend we'll that we see. know who he is. I mean, we know, again, if you actually followed sports in the nineties, I do. In the two, you do know who he is. Is he going to do a good job? I don't know. Why no the idea. Angels fire him? They never won. Oh, the Angels always went the route of the better players as opposed to the pitching. They never could pitch, so they went Otani. He well, was involved now, in that. Now he was involved in Mike Trout. Yes, so those are names I've heard of, Jerry. Yeah, but they've never been able to put a full team together. Oh. Mike Sosha had them pretty good, and I guess I don't know if Epler was the GM at the time. I really have to go look at the timeline. But if you go back in the early to mid two thousands, the Angels are good, but they've never won anything. Now, is, does this guy get to hire the manager himself? I would certainly think he's got a big say in it. Is himself, right? I don't know about that. I think Sandy Alderson's going to have a say. I think your owner, Steve Cohen, will have a say. But he's going to have – it's a big responsibility, yeah. Who are some of these uh, past Angels managers he might be interested in bringing, bringing back? Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha. That's the guy. We like him? I mean, I don't know how old like he is. We like him. Well – until he got let go. I mean, he was doing well yeah. <laughs> for a long time. But Mike Sosha's got to be, what would you say? He well, he's got to be like the, a Dusty Baker type. He's got to be in his late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Mike Sosha is, if you guess. He was a catcher, Jerry, on the uh, Dodgers back in the day. He was. You know what? He's younger than I thought. He's he, only 62. Let's get him. I like him. Is he interested? Bring him here. He Get coached. Here. He Tell was the things. manager of the Angels for 19 years, 2000 to 2018. Years. Yeah, that's like Steve Summers being here for 34 years. It's that's in, a long time in, in the business. Yeah, it is. I agree. And if you look year by, I'm trying to think the year they went to. Then they go to the World Series against the San Francisco Giants. Does that sound right? If you say so, Jerry. Yeah, I forget. I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, let's see if I look at the Angels right now, real quick. So, so yeah, if you go into the they won 98 games in 2014. They, maybe they were. I bet oh, they, he, yeah, they beat the Giants in 02. I bet he brings them here, Jerry. I bet he brings Mike Sosha here. What's Listen, Mike Sosha doing now? Nothing. He's been, well, I don't know about nothing. He's not managing right now anywhere. I that I know. Eight, um, let's see. Should here. we start that rumor? 18 was his last year. Even his bad years. All right, so 16, they were 74 and whatever. Not great. 80 and 82, 80 and 82. It's not like they were an embarrassment. Can we do this, Jerry? The uh, sources te- sources familiar with, what's this guy's name? Mike Billy- Sosha? Oh, Billy no. Epler? Sources familiar with the thinking of Billy Epler have talked to warm-up show sources <laughs> to say that Mike Sosha's coming here. Maybe. Put it in the papers. Let's go, Jerry. By the way, real quick. So Sosha in the early 2000s with this team. 99 wins, win the World Series. 92 wins, losing the playoffs. 95 wins, losing the ALCS. 89 wins, 94 wins, 100 wins, 97 wins. They lost in the ALCS a few times. I mean, they won a lot of games. And Mike Sosha seems ornery, which I do like in a coach. Yeah. I Bring him here. Let's go. There, as, this is a Sal Licata hire. This is a guy that's done it. Not New York, but he's done it. He's... A veteran guy. He's a manager. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's your guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying sources were familiar with this thinking. Plus, he's an '80s baseball player. Exactly, you love this. I love it, Jerry. This, this is your guy. This guy was on the Dodgers when I was following baseball in the '80s. I ran home to watch uh, Astros Dodgers uh, playoff game, and I remember Mike Sosha was catching Fernando Valenzuela. There you go. Now he can be running. Right. He can be the new uh, king of queens. When do we name that? When do we say uh, that next week? Who do we talk to? Joel <laughs> Sherman. Billy Epler. Billy Epler. Why don't you get him on the phone? There was a great part in Carton and Roberts yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> when Luis Rojas gets named the third base coach officially of the Yankees, and Craig asked Tommy if he's got his number, and Tommy's like, I'm not sure. I'll check. And he's like, no, you do or you don't. <laughs> he's like, give me a second. I will check. And Evan's like, I think you'd know if you had it or not. Long story short, he had the number, and he called Rojas. It goes to voicemail. And Craig's like, text him. He's like, no, no, I called him. I think we'll be okay. Craig's like, give me the number. I'll text him. He's like, this guy can't produce. <laughs> and then I'm sure he didn't call. Probably. Oh, I don't know. He said it went to voicemail. Yeah, no chance he called. Well, no, then I, McMonagall could Why would you want to get mixed, mixed up in that? No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying Rojas didn't call back. Oh, that I don't know. No chance. At that point, I was finished listening. No chance, Jerry. Uh, we had a big Monday night football game last night where uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was back on the field. And, uh, well, I heard a new one from, from Sal this morning. I'd never he heard say? before. He said, Odell, it's spelled with two L's for multiple losses. <laughs> He's not good, Jerry. Uh, he was targeted uh, oh, twice. Man. Well, he had two, uh, two catches. Two catches for 18 yards. 18 yards. By the way, the over-under, because we did this on the program yesterday, Boomer and Geo, the over-under was 15 yards. Wow, no kidding. And Boomer's like, oh, definitely take the over. I mean, well, he was right. He was right, but it wasn't like, oh, definitely. He did get the over, though. They do. They're also, I see, blaming him for one of Matthew Stafford's interceptions. Is that true? They Which say, was the one that was returned for a touchdown or the uh, first one? I think the first one okay. where they, they said Odell uh, quit running the route. Oof. But they said it could be miscommunication, Jerry. Miscommunication. They haven't That's had time to work with each other. Though. Very rough communication. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with the NFL, Jerry. All of my favorite teams that I root for are all a lot of them, not all of them, a high percentage of them, losers this weekend. Which is going to make the fraudulent five list of favorite teams very difficult to pick. It was not easy. I'll tell you, I went over it this morning when I came in. Yeah. And I Aside was from the Cowboys. I'm lost with where you're going. I had all I had paperwork out, Jerry. I was crossing teams off. I was bringing teams in. There, it was almost a complete turnaround of the fraudulent five yeah. from previous weeks and the Rams didn't help out last night losing nope. to the loser 49ers you know what's funny about that last night so Boomer has showed us the playbook from when he played which is 9,000 pages it's a big binder Jerry I can only imagine what it is in this day and age and yeah. especially with that head coach and that system it's got to be nuts Beckham gets to LA on Friday Monday night and he's playing yes <laughs> it's really like so it makes me wonder does Matthew Stafford put his finger in the turf and say, hey, on this play, OBJ, just run 15, cut in, I'll find you. Right. There's Be- no way he's memorized that playbook. No. That's what I think for, like, wide receivers, they don't, you know, it's just kind of, like, go out But there here. are a lot of variations of routes. Yeah. Like. Well, uh, I guess that's what caused the interception. Perhaps. Or he just stopped running. I don't know. I didn't see it yet. Not at least not the replay. I said this yesterday, Jerry. Every team is beatable now. It kind of stinks. Like I like when I hate it. Yeah, I like I, when there's some dominant teams where it's like if they lose, it's a really big surprise. Yeah. There's no like when no. when huge teams lose to scrub teams, you still you're like, yeah, I guess. Danny White said to me on Sunday, 
because we were I'm, I said during one break I'm like what the hell is going on around the league when I saw the Bucks score um, what was there were a few of them that just didn't make sense and he basically said you've got star athletes on every team he goes it's what it is I, I said I'm like what the hell happened last week with the Broncos like the Cowboys they look like two different teams he goes they one one came to play one didn't what are you gonna do you ever catch a ball from Danny White I have not. That would be cool. I have not. Not like I have from Boomer's Eyes. Yeah. No, I have not. Why don't you guys, the next time, you, do you have another game scheduled this year? Uh, I do, January 2nd. January 2nd. Why don't you bring a ball in the park? Should I tell Danny what you meet in the have parking lot? Have a catch lot? in the parking lot? I or could just do that. run a route. Run like a Tony Hill or Drew Pearson type route. Post pattern. We could do that. Have Danny White hit you. You know, it's funny. The last few times I've done games with him, I'm always blown away that he doesn't get, especially in Dallas. Like when we were in Chicago, all right, not many people stop him. Couple of times I've been in Dallas, and it just—I'm surprised he does. Like we have to walk through the crowd when the game's over to go to the car, and like not a lot of people stop what? him. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. Sunday, he couldn't walk five feet. Oh, all right, every say. every other person stopping him for a photo, and he very graciously stops and takes the photo and talks to them. I but want a photo with Danny White, Jay. Well, come with me on January second. You hate New Year's Eve anyway. I do. So why don't you come with me? All right. Who are they playing? Uh oh, <laughs> Bucks? No, they played the Bucks already. The Cardinals. Car- oh, I love the Cardinals. Why don't you come with me for real? I'll think about that. You're not going to do it. I might. You? I might. You don't know me. I, you know me. I do I'm know a, you. There's no chance. I, I'm a guy who goes with the flow. <laughs> I <laughs> which flow is that? Very spur of the moment. The urine flow. <laughs> you don't go with the flow. <laughs> I very unpredictable type. <laughs> There's no chance. By the way, real quick, and then we'll take a break. So the <laughs> the hotel. That Compass Media Network sets you up with is a really nice hotel attached to the airport. Nice. So last time I did this, I walked off the plane. There was a sign right there for the for the hotel. So I go, this is awesome, right? To the hotel, everything's good. Unbeknownst to me, <laughs> that Saturday, we flew into a different terminal. I couldn't find the hotel. So I had to go outside. I had to get an Uber to basically drive me to the hotel, which was maybe... Four tenths of a mile. When you got in Uber, this was the guy like, "You serious, bro?" And then he took me to the wrong hotel. <laughs> Seventeen dollars to go to the wrong Hyatt, and then I had to get another Uber to take me right back where I started from. Now, in fairness, the hotel is at Terminal C. I was at Terminal D, but it was right behind. Me. Yeah, you got to take that tram over there, Jerry. I didn't know what I was doing, man. So I thought that was actually kind of funny. Thirty-four bucks to go, not far. Right, jackass. Not good. No. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, mm-hmm. we have got the weekly segment. We call it the Fairweather List of Al's Fraudulent Five Favorite Teams. Boy, say that Correct. quick. That's coming up next right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. say 25 after 5. You know, we've got a few things we do during the week. We like to have some fun with the sports world. And one of them, it's really not fun as much as it is this is his life. 
He does not stand to root for one team. He doesn't like one organization. He doesn't wear one jersey. He likes some players, not all players. And so this is why from week to week to week to week, the list changes. And what are we talking about at 25 after 5 on Tuesday? It is the Al Dukes fair-weathered list of five fraudulent favorite teams. Al Dukes after week 10 in the National Football League. I know the Cowboys are on the list, so let's take that out of the picture. But you'll you still don't tell know me. that, Jerry. I know 43-3, to three, America's team, you and Danny White and Roger Staubach jerseys when you were a kid, they're on the list. You'll tell us why and then give us the other four teams. Yeah, I will tell you, Jerry, there has been a lot of turnover in the teams I've been rooting for. You had the Jets on the list last week. Yes, Jerry, this was the Mike White era. It was a week. Yes, it was unfortunately just a week. We may get a second week, but uh, we'll see, Jerry. My Lord. So I go in order of teams I'm currently rooting for from one to five. The team I'm currently rooting for the most right now, Jerry, is those Dallas Cowboys. I actually thought of you Sunday. Yeah, and I thought of you, Jerry. Like, this is an Al Dukes day right now. I almost text messaged you when it was like 31-3 at the half. I was going to say, 36-3. 36 3. Like, not bad, Jerry. Not bad. <laughs> so, right now, I'm currently rooting for old school Jerry. Me from the uh, late 70s, early 80s, through the Troy Aikman era, the Dallas Cowboys. And on are behalf back on of all list. Cowboy fans, let me just say this. Welcome back aboard, you fair weather bastard. <laughs> I don't think I ever left, Jerry. <laughs> you, no, no. You left. But you're back, and we're happy to have you back. My second favorite team I'm currently rooting for appeared on the list one other time. Ooh. Hmm. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots. I get it. I get it. Hard to root against them, Jerry. In some ways, I'm annoyed at Tom Brady. Not sure why. So um, I like, you know why? Because early on, it was like, Bill Belichick is a loser. If he didn't have Tom Brady, he sucks. Well, guess what? He's got a fellow named Mac Jones. Who threw some beautiful balls, Jerry? Beautiful balls on Sunday. So they're my number two team. By the way, real quick, what happened to the Browns in that game? They suck. That that's it. That's it. That's my. They take. just didn't play well. Didn't I guess they didn't play well. Or Mac Jones was my too. God. E- Jerry Mac Jones was too efficient. The guy's an efficient. You know what that means, Jerry? He was good. Exactly. Mm. Number three, welcome back, Kansas City Chiefs, to my list really? of fraudulent five. Boy, this is a bad list. What are you talking about, Jerry? Well, not a bad list. It's a terrific I'm list. I'm surprised that you went that quickly back to the Chiefs after just yeah. beating the Raiders. I know. I was desperate, Jerry. I know, I'm no, looking I at this list. I'm desperate. Because the Rams, F- yeah, they screwed you last night. Not I only understand. that, the Rams are off the list because of Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, okay. They're off the list. Okay, fair enough. All right, Jerry, number four, new to the list this week, Buffalo Bills. I like okay. it. I like it. I like them, the Bills. All right. And finally, number five, went from first to worst, Arizona Cardinals, still hanging on. Even though they got drilled, and yeah. I understand the injuries, I get it, they got hammered by Cam Newton and the Panthers. Jerry, I will tell you this. I see Cliff Kingsbury saying that uh, Kyler Murray should be back. If he isn't back... And they lose off the list for next week. Hmm. But as you can see, Jerry, I wore my Arizona Cardinals winter hat. It's today. a good looking beanie. It's a good looking hat. It is. And they're still on the fraudulent five list. What are you going to do on January 2nd when I'll you come s- with me to Dallas? I'll see who's still in the mix. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the way it works. If you go to AT&T Stadium, you're going in a cowboy jersey. That's what you're doing. How about this, Jerry? Cowboys jersey, 
Arizona no. Cardinals hat. How about no? They're going to toss you over the balcony. And I'll root no. for it. No. In that case, Jerry, what I do is I root for offense. <laughs> you want a lot of scoring. Yeah, a lot of scoring. You so mean whoever, over under of 72 and a half. <laughs> so whoever has the ball, I'm rooting for them. All right. I saw this yesterday, Jerry. This Rex Ryan versus Robert Sala. So this is what I'm curious about. All right. Before you get to the story, the Robert Sala response to what mm-hmm. you're about to tell us, I can't find anywhere. It was on uh, ESPN Radio. Oh, Ooh. I see. Okay. Because so, I went through the whole press conference. Oh, yeah. The, and the fact that this is interesting then. The fact that they went 15 minutes with him, Brian Costello, Rich Cimini, Mark Canazero, and this is right up their alley. They didn't ask no him? One, no. No Maybe one it happened asked afterwards? No. It happened early in the morning, I think. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Because hmm. I saw it before I got on the plane. Uh, was I on the plane? I think I was on the plane when I saw it. So uh, Rex Ryan fired the shots first. He said, I have some quotes, Jerry, that I will read. Go for it. uh, uh, This was Rex Ryan on Robert Sala. This guy is supposed to be a defensive guru. I take it personal. Everything I heard was this guy is a lot like myself, but without the bad part. Some of the bad part you need because this team doesn't want to play with any damn heart. That's the thing that's disappointing me. Then he said, don't ever compare this Robert Sala guy to me. I'm a little pissed off about it when I heard his background is a lot like mine. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I think Rex is forgetting how crappy his last year was with yes, the Jets and his time you. in Buffalo. Thank you. You know, Robert Sala's got no players. And when Rex had no players, they sucked. Right. So well, now here's why Rex is brilliant. Because if Rex if they, if Rex, Rex is asked about Robert Sala and the Jets and says, you know what, it's first year, they'll be fine. Are we talking about him no today? No one cares. Nope. Now, Rex is being talked about on every sports radio station all over the country. We also it's then, really brilliant. We also tend to then think back like, oh, when Rex was with the Jets, they were really good. They were for two years. Right, so then why did he get kicked out? Because he didn't have players at the end, and it fell apart. And guess what? Fired. Fired. In it's, fact... Some of the guys that Rex beat in that uh, run where they went where they went on the road, some of those guys are still coaching. Ever hear of Bill Belichick? I have heard Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I have heard him. Yep. Still coaching. Yep, Rex, no doubt. Out of there. And I and I'm the type I would hire Rex back in a heartbeat. Me too. Because I think Rex with the proper personnel, I think he he may not be a great X's and O's guys offensively. We know that, but I think he's a great motivator, and I think he was good for this city and for this team. So I liked Rex as the coach here, and would love to have him back at some point. That having been said, shut up. Like, honestly, you weren't good at the end here without good play. That's the thing that's always funny to me. So if you remember, and I again, I'm not saying Todd Bowles was a good head coach at all, but Todd Bowles, when he had good players his first year, the Jets won 10 games. If you remember, going into that last year, all we talked about was how bad the roster was, worst roster in the NFL, it's going to be a rough year. Well, then they have a rough year. As expected, he can't coach. He's fired. Huh? People you know, love to see change. Now Jerry. let's go back to the Patriots and Bill Belichick. All right. How was his roster last year? Not, Not good. Great. How'd they do? Not great. Get some players in. They got Mac all Jones. All of a sudden, now. you turn things around. They got Mac Jones. So Robert Sala fired back, Jerry. He said, quote, I've never met Rex. I've never had a conversation with Rex. I don't even know him except for people who know him throughout the league. 
obviously, if it's that personal for him, he knows where to find me. Well, actually, he probably doesn't because his house still isn't right ready, so maybe not. But he knows to go to the Jets. <laughs> he can facility. go to Florham Park. <laughs> I know boxing has all become celebrity boxing, Jerry. I, no, I don't want to see Rex Robert versus Sala Robert Sala. Destroy yes, Rex. Probably would. He's muscular, Jerry. I would totally agree Plus, with that. Plus, he's been fighting with his house uh, fixers, uh, the people who fix houses. What are they called? When you guys did that, the con- the contractors. Yeah, contractors. When you guys did that, yeah. I was blown away that this guy, the best the best line you had was that, hey, you ain't going to be here this long. Why would, right. So let's relax with building the home or having right. to, you know, redo like the home. it perfect. Oh, like, my God. Just rent something for three years before you get fired right. again. <laughs> or if you want to buy something that's already made and you think in three years I'll sell it and I'll make some cash. Sure. Perfect. But to have to go do renovations. Right. And still not be in. Like, you were almost close to being fired. Right. You flew across the country. Oof, uh. You took on a new job. You have tons of children. Just Get him relax. in a house. Get in a house. Let me ask you well, this. That's why he's fired up and wants to fight Rex Ryan. He's annoyed. If you were a reporter, yeah. could you come up with a way that would be disrespectful to start a question to Robert Sala? Yeah. How? I would go, why did you get a house that needed renovations? Okay, that's fine. But let's keep it in football terms. Okay. So he's finishing a thought. You're in You're in queue. You know you got the I'm next ready question. To go. How would you address him to make it sound rude? Yo. That's fair. How about this one? I'll give you the end of right. end of his answer. I did not edit this at all. End of his answer into the question. Tell me if there's anything wrong with this. If we don't start getting better on defense, it's gonna get, it, it'll be ugly. So, Salah, right now you guys have the best <laughs> point. Do you think the guy thinks that's his first name? Maybe. <laughs> Do we know who who that is? I have no idea. I don't. I don't. Sala. I have no idea who this reporter is. It'll be ugly. So. Sala, right now you guys have the worst point. <laughs> Did he say anything to him? Like, no, he he actually answered the question. Hmm. He answered the question. Sala. Yeah, and not only that, because it looked like it was a. Uh, I think I think it was a Zoom yesterday. That's what it looked like to me. I could be wrong. He didn't blink. He just answered the question. Yeah. I'm like, good for you. Now let's think back to was it Nick Saban? Yes. That said, if you don't refer to me as coach. I'm a Don't call me Nick, right? right? Wasn't that him? Yes. This he guy, we bypassed coach. Robert and just went to Hey Sala. I'd be like, Hey Dukes, what's up with the morning show? Hey Baldy, this defense of yours. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now Robert Sala did talk about also Mike White, who there's still no word. He said uh, he'll know uh, by tomorrow, Jerry, mm-hmm. who will be the starter. Well, here's the thing: the direct question again was. If Zach Wilson's healthy, 100% healthy, will he be your starter Sunday? Yeah. He wouldn't answer the question. He I said, like you know what? I've been digesting so much film, I haven't even thought about the quarterback. Right. Oh, BS. Right. Yes, you have. Right. That's got to be your number one. Oh, 100% maybe the, you've thought about the quarterback. I would say your defensive struggles, number one, quarterback, number two. Absolutely. Uh, he also said this about Mike White. This is Robert Sala. Quote, this market fascinates me in the sense that he was anointed the next coming after one game, and now everyone wants to throw him away. Now, that must have been on the radio, too, because I did not hear that. Yeah. Yeah, you know that or no? I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, Jerry. All right, then. Because I uh, went through his 15 minutes. I didn't hear that yeah. part. So, very but interesting. I, th- I uh, but, that's, I, but, Al, if you remember on Wednesday last yeah. week, Wednesday or Thursday, I said to Boomer, I said, isn't this a little premature? The guy had one good game yeah. and one good drive. And, by the way, the drive before the touchdown drive in Indy, he should have been picked off. I said, you've got a kid you drafted number one. 
and we're just ready to give the franchise because of one good game? Yes. And he said, well, it was a really good game. Okay, well, Sunday was really crappy. So now where are we? My my thing, Jerry, and I would tell this to Sala, <laughs> as I would address him, I would say uh, Mike White gets the start at halftime. We make a decision who goes the rest yeah, of the way. I heard you say that yesterday. It's, it's an interesting point. Thank you. But I think if you're going to do that, I think you have to do that with the notion that Zach Wilson's not playing Sunday. Really? Because I think, I yeah, I think Joe Flacco's got to be the backup, and you've got to make Wilson the third quarterback and just say he's just not ready yet because here's why. If you do that, then you're basically telling the world, we're giving Mike White another chance to win this job. And if he doesn't play well, it's like, All right, well, he didn't do it. All right, kid, the job's yours again. At least if you do that and you make him the third quarterback, you say, well, he was never ready. We needed one more week. I just, I think mentally, I don't know that that's a great way to go. That's true also, Jerry, because if you're going to pull Mike White at the at the half because he's not doing well, now you're throwing in Zach Wilson back into a game you're clearly behind. Yeah, 100%. Makes it difficult. So we got to take Fair a break. Point, We're running Jerry. right here. 5.37, soon to be 5.38. That's how close we are to what they call 6 o'clock in Boomer and Geo. That's coming up soon right here on The Fan. Tuesday, quarter to six. What is up? What's up? I'm Jerry. He's Al. The Eddie Scazzeri. What uh, else my, you got there? On my uh, way handsome? in today, Jerry, on the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey, on the northbound lanes, the car lanes, yeah. just south of the PNC Art Center, there was a car on fire. Oh, no kidding. How does a car catch fire like when it's cold out? I don't know the answer to that. I, I really don't. It looked like, like a nice sports car, too. You, probably, you know, if you don't have any oil in the car. Yeah. Who doesn't have oil in their car? Um, a lot of you'd be surprised. Goes on around I told here. you I, I worked at a gas station for five years. Yeah, you'd be amazed how many people would come in because at that time, at that station, I worked at a Gulf station in Seabright, and the Gulf station in Hazlitt at the time, same owner. So I'd go back and forth and work at both places. And one of the policies was if you don't ask the driver if they want their oil checked, you know, basically you're not working your next shift. I mean, and they would he would send in friends. To make sure we were asking, like, undercover customers. Undercover oil so you, people. So yeah. So you had to ask. We had to, we had to wash the windows and ask for the oil. You'd be amazed how many people would say, yeah, sure, why not? And then you'd open up the hood and you'd look at it. Like, yeah, you have nothing. <laughs> like, it's at the very end. You have no oil. People don't check, which is amazing because you have the idiot lights in the car. Right. And people just keep. Have you ever gotten in a cab and there's like nine idiot lights? Oh gone? yeah, that it's I, unbelievable. That I don't like. Or in an Uber, even nowadays, yeah. they yeah they got all their lights on, check yep. engine light, lights out, tire low, yeah, check engine light on. Like, I panic as soon as that low tire comes on. Oh my god. Yeah, you're a mechanic's dream. I like get on full panic. Mode. I'm sure you do. I can't remember the last time I added oil to a car. Well, I'm sure you. Don't take offense to this. This is a compliment. Unlike most people, I'm sure you have an alarm set for every thirty day, every excuse me, every ninety days, or every three thousand miles to go get your oil changed. I even see that when I pull in to get gas, and I see like they have the display of yeah, oil. Sure, I'm like who's buying oil? People buy oil. You'd be amazed. I think your old cars burn oil. These newer cars, and by newer, I mean within the past decade. Are, I, there's no but way those can, cars are burning. But oil. you can run a little low. You can. My car. At times. Really? Yeah. I do check it once in a while. Well, shout out to whoever's car was on fire. I didn't call 911 because I felt like... It was under control. 
Were they throwing their Aquafina on? No, I, did, I kind of feel like there was a guy pulled over a little. Uh, I feel like he was calling 911, and the last time I saw a car on fire and I called 911, they were like, yeah, we got it. Okay. But then I, I probably should have called 911. But I was mm. listening to that Steve Summers uh, retrospective. Right, 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 right. So right. I got kind of all caught up in that. Uh, Jerry, Bobby Valentine will be in studio at 9 o'clock today. What's he doing? He's got a new book out, which they didn't send over, which is going to oh, be a problem. Oh, no. Uh, I know he was running for some sort of uh, political the Senator party, in Connecticut or something? something but he lost. <laughs> yes, I know he lost. And then was not happy. Wanted a recount, I believe. Oh, is that right? I think Gee, that so. That sounds kind of interesting. Sounds kind of interesting. So he'll be here, Jerry. I think he wants to be the new Met manager, and he's coming in to make Bring a him play. in. Okay. Well, well that's terrific. I'm going to meet him. Let me down. ask you this. You're sort of a Met fan. I'm a huge Met uh, fan, no, Jerry. Yeah, let's, you haven't watched a full game since you're 19. Let's relax with that. But you're a you're a pseudo Met fan. I'm a yes. All right. I'll if go the Mets announced that. Bobby Valentine yeah. as the next manager, I'm interested. You'd be interested. I'm in interested. That. In that. I think them. I actually think the fan base would would like yeah. that. Now, how old is Bobby V? Older fella. So my I understand. Mike Sosha, 62. Okay. We already threw his name out there. I don't know if we he sure wants his did. name out there or not. Oh no. I'm going to say Bobby Valentine is 65. All right. What do you think? I'm Older say or younger? younger. Under. Going the Eddie. Team. What do you think? Going the Older. Under. Wow. Bobby Valentine's 71. Is that right? He looks awesome. Oh, yeah. He could still beat me up. Wow. I'm going to go when I go downstairs in the lobby to get him. I'm going to wear the fake nose and glasses. <laughs> now, and that would stash. be great. Get ready to do for your digital. digital thing. That would be great for digital. <laughs> I'd, I'd follow you down for that one. That was one of the great managerial moves of all time. <laughs> it's funny. When he put on the fake. I think he got fined for that, though. That's all right. I still think it's hilarious. That'd still be a good Halloween costume. You put a Met uniform on. A Bobby on. V uniform yeah, on? Yeah, and then you put the mustaches, glasses, and nose. I don't disagree with you. I that's like that idea. a classic, Jerry. So, oh, so that's be... kind of cool. If you're a Met fan, 9 o'clock, here we go. And then at uh, 9.30, Are they going to talk Sacred Heart? Uh, no. You no. better not mention it. Well, that's where he's the AD, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And then at 9.30, after the Bobby Another V, guest? Uh, yes, Joe Judge checking back in. So I'm clear for the 9 o'clock hour. Um, I'll just come in and do moment of the day. Well, then. you'll come in the, the last segment. Joe, never mind. Joe Judge, Jerry, yes. He's going to uh, break down there. Oh, they got a game against the Buccaneers this they week. Do. Monday night football. And the Bucs are pissed right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. That's, that's never not what good. you want. <laughs> a couple things came from that game. Because remember, that's what we said about the Bills and Jets. Right, that the Bills were pissed and they were going to come in and roll the Jets. And that's yes. exactly what they did. So uh, that Buccaneer-Washington game. Chase Young done for the year. Chase Young torn ACL. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Arians, after the game, was essentially blaming Tom Brady for both interceptions. Yeah. And not the one that kind of went off the receiver's hands. The receiver, yeah. Uh, He backtracked it yesterday. But he's done this before. He's a backtracker, Jerry. He said uh, that he that he didn't consider the first one an interception. Okay. So that that was incorrect. Goes back to what I've always said. That interception should go against the receiver yes. stats. Right. You'd be like, Odell Beckham Jr.'s got nine interceptions. Yes. I, you've, there's got to, we have a metric for everything now in sports. Why we don't have a metric for an interception that is the receiver's fault and that we still credit them to their quarterback is not fair. It's just not to me. But that's me. They say football, Jerry, is not fair. Life isn't fair. Or life is another saying. Life isn't fair. Now, Washington in that game, Jerry, towards the end of the game, they had a 19-play, 80-yard drive that took over 10 minutes. 
Wide receiver DeAndre Carter called it a grown man drive. That's probably one of the greatest drives you'll ever see. I'm a man. I'm 40. Come at me, Jerry Rego. How old is he now? He's got to be in his 50s, right? Uh, yes. Mike Gundy? Mike Gundy. Yeah. I think he's. Uh, he might he be has- my age. We're both men, Jerry. I'm a man. I'm 52. What's funny is when he was doing that, you still, was, thought you're, you still thought of yourself as a child. Yeah, and he was 40 at that time, a Mike man. Mike Gundy is 54. Wow, that was 14 was years 14 ago? 14 years ago. And you're still referencing it, Jerry? No, no, you still reference Get it. Get some new material. You like to reference being a man at 40, and right. you like to reference 69. 69, being a man at 40. I also like to reference they are who we thought they are, and we let them off the hook. I know, even that's when you get that reference wrong. Yeah, I just, that's all, it is in my head at I all know. times. There are I certain know. things. What about Jim Mora? Yes, play. Anytime I hear someone say playoffs in my head, I playoffs. go playoffs. We haven't done diddly poo. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say put your name on it, sure. Herm Edwards. There's, yeah, there are a lot of great. You play to win the game. You, hello, right? I'm not a genius. We do that there's one a, still. Okay, there's there's a so lot many here. of them. Yeah, there are a lot, but they're they're still stick in my head all these years later. Well, because they were drilled in our head as kids. No, but like I'm a man. I'm 40. Well, come again, at me. But That's that so once great. because it went viral before yeah. viral was viral. We played it nonstop, I'm sure. Like, as soon as I read that uh, quote from DeAndre Cardi, Carter, a grown man drive in my head, I was like, I'm a man. I'm 40. Well, it's like Iron Eagle. Come at me. That's a man jam. Man jam. Right-hand slam. Right-hand slam. Basketball <laughs> we got to take a breath. By the way, great basketball game tonight. Warriors, Nets, in Brooklyn. Is that right? You might actually want to watch five minutes Is of this. Steph Curry playing? <laughs> We're going to take From a downtown. Break. Yes, yes, of course. Unless he's resting. I don't I think saw they, the Knicks. I don't believe that to be the case. Man jam facial with the left hand. There you go. And the Knicks won. And the Knicks did win. They, they were the They were losing, and they had a much better fourth quarter. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll wrap it up. Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the Monday night game. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Uh, welcome back. Looks like the Mets have a new GM. The Knicks won last night, and the Rams were terrible, and the Niners won with us. Jerry, what percentage of Mets fans, active Mets fans, who say, I am a big Mets fan, I watch the games, ever heard of Billy Are Eckler? we talking about real Mets fans? Yeah, I'm saying guys that... Most, if not all. What? Come on. If you no watch way. baseball in New York, you've heard the name. You know that guy. Again, you're talking... Now, if we're talking about Al Dukes yeah. fans, Me. None. People that claim to watch and don't watch and haven't watched and don't care after 1988. This guy was like, who is this guy? No, I'm sorry. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.